All right, welcome back to the Physical Athletics Podcast. Adrian Bradis here, along with Director of Strength and Conditioning here at Physical Athletics, Armando Aguilar, Episode 2 of Season 2. What's going on, Armando? Chilling, man. Chilling, killing. I'm, I'm so excited today. We got Marcus and Willie here from the, the El Paso Desert Cats and uh, very excited about everything that they bring to the table here in local basketball scene, especially when we're talking some professional basketball. So Marcus, Willie, so excited to have you guys here. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate it, man. It's great, great being here. Good Love being it. here, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. So uh, this year has been really exciting for you guys. I, I mean, we just talked off air, uh, Marcus, about how you guys are just coming back from Phoenix and uh, how you guys have really kick-started things but uh, just give us a back background. I mean, you guys have assembled, when I talked to you guys on uh, 600 ESPN last year, you guys were just kind of barely kicking things off. Yeah. Now you guys are, are assembling three different teams. You guys are playing people all across uh, basically the country and you're ranked fifth overall in the ABA uh, semi-professional basketball rankings, correct? Right, right. Um, so yeah, man, last year uh, we were kicking it off. We were first of just one team. Um, trying to play semi-pro with the UBL league. Um, it was based out in Dallas. Um, obviously, COVID hit, so that kind of shut everything down. We were down for a bit, then we started kickbacking up again. Uh, got some new coaches, new faces, new players. Uh, moved leagues, so the ABA is actually a professional league. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, it's not semi-pro, so that's an actual professional league. Uh, got into that, brought a new head coach for that. I wish he could have made it today. Um, but um, Coach Jesus Aragon, uh, great coach. He's, he's played, he's won four Texas State Championships. Um, he's played in the Universal World Games in FIBA. He's, he's, played, uh, he's, he's played pro in Mexico, he's coached pro in Mexico. So we actually got him down here and he's actually coaching our ABA team. So that's, that's honestly really, really great for us. Um, so yeah, man, just we're trying to, we're kicking off this season with that ABA team and doing really, really well, so. I love the gear that you guys are bringing in today. Yeah. You guys have the fresh gear. Appreciate it. Man. Willie, you're coming in with the jacket. You got yeah. your number on the side. You have your, you have your number on the chest as well. Yeah. Tell me about this this uh, jacket. This is awesome. So, well, this jacket, our owner designed it, Samantha Stukes. Amazing woman, amazing woman. So, and yeah, she came in, designed this. I'd say she did one hell of a job. The 23 right here is on the side, representing the victims that, uh, from the tragic shooting that happened here past ago, you know. And then, yeah, overall it's pretty Sponsorships on the uh, Sponsorships on the side, yeah. you know. Right and the back is yeah. actually really awesome too. Yeah, we have Protect the Culture right here on the back. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay, I like so that. That's Protect the culture. Yeah, yeah protect like the culture. That. You gotta know. protect it. <laughs> so team motto right there, protect exactly. the culture. You guys exactly. are still trying to establish identity year two and everything. Still right. get having all the roster intact. Still kind of undergoing the season and everything like that. Right. What's what's that been like? Just kind of establishing a culture. Um, like I said, just bringing in a whole new coaching staff, man. Just trying to really establish um, a good disciplined team, uh, ex knowing exactly what the goal is, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously the goal is for everyone to play professionally, um, either go overseas, G League, or shoot, maybe in the M NBA, right? That's the goal, so uh, just trying to establish that as much as we can, try to keep it an actual professional atmosphere. And having a coach out of going here, it's, it's honestly changed a lot of the, lot of the culture and, and made, it, made it a professional you know, team, so. That's been that's been really well. With uh, with you guys being one of, uh, the first semi pro team here in El Paso, can you tell us just more or less what what started this? What started this uh, this team here here in El Paso? Um, so um, 
I would say just just it's very it was very needed as far as because you know you 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 see so much talent here in El Paso get wasted and you know a lot of guys don't have the needs to play college basketball because if they don't get their right exposure or just something something tragic happens so um with all that talent going to waste, I mean, it was just very needed for, for someone to start up something like this so that way they could have another chance um, to do something with their skills, to do something um, with their platform that they had in high school so that can, they can make it to that next level and try to make it to the, the level that everyone wants to be at. So I think that's, that's, that's just what was needed, and we got, it, we got the ball rolling, and now, now here we are. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Um, with, I think that that's a good thing with uh, here in El Paso. With, we're seeing with the locomotives, especially you know with the the Chihuahuas, that's and right. the, you know the rhinos. I think this is just bringing in more and more high level athletics within El Paso, and you can it provides more opportunities for athletes to keep moving up, like you said, to to the next level. If it's if it's not collegiate, then they can go to one of these and 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 go from there. So. Right. No, that's right. And, and for you guys, uh, for first for you, Marcus, and then for you, Willie. Marcus, you've transitioned into the coaching role, uh, and that's something that you take a lot of pride in. And Willie, you joined this team as a member of, of them. So just kind of talk about your both of you guys' role uh, with this organization. Uh, so me, myself, uh, I kind of transitioned because I had, a, I had a change of heart. I really wanted to do this for my future as far as in – I wanted to change, I guess, the, the – the realm of like, oh, well, just because you're young, you can't, you know, you're not, you're not, you can't coach, right? So I feel different. So obviously I, I, I applied for the job. I ended up getting it. So now that I'm here, I'm taking it super serious. I, I'm, I'm studying the game like crazy with Coach Aragon. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always right by him to try to learn some new things. Um, so my part in it is I, I coach the Southwest Desert Storm, which is, which is a semi-pro team, right? Coach Aragon coaches the Southwest Desert Cats, which is the pro team. Okay. So, so we have two teams. Um, that the team that I'm coaching is basically we, we whole new players. No, actually not new, but we've as far as in a whole team. We have 12 guys, right? Um, my job is basically just to to, to develop these guys, um, really try to make them keep the culture that Coach Aragon has brought in, and and basically keep them ready just in case they do move up to that team. You know, sometimes we have injuries with the ABA. Um, some guys can't cut it, you know what I mean? They can't cut it at that level, so they either quit, they leave, or if they're out for, for a long time, we, we move up one of the UBL guys to that ABA team. So that's basically what I'm doing right now is just being his right-hand man and, and being that head coach for, the, for that uh, UBL team, the semi-pro team, and just trying to develop these men, trying to develop the guys, and and make them into pro basketball players. Sounds good. So you so. guys got the UBL uh, semi-professional right. league with the Desert Storm, and then you've got the ABA league with the Desert Cats. Exactly. And Willie, for, for joining in, uh, talk about you know your journey, your history in basketball, uh, and you know going up to this point, like how, how it's all been. Yeah, you know, uh, well, I've been playing basketball basically kind of my whole life. You know, um, throughout high school, I did have a couple offers here and there, but they just kind of weren't what I was looking for, really. Um, and then until this opportunity came up uh, with the Desert Cats uh, first year, uh, I just remember seeing a, just an Instagram post about it. I and then signed up, went to go try out. I didn't think I was going to make a cut, to be honest with you, because I was way out of shape. But sure enough, I made it. And then, I mean, it was a long journey, long road. It was pretty tough, but we're here now. And I can say that we're here to 
protect the culture here in El Paso, you know? Nice. What position do you play? Uh, as of right now, I'm playing small forward and power forward. Ooh, you know? I like it. Are you a stretch? Can you, sh can you hit the three? Uh, I can. Nice. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to shoot it? Uh, that's a different story. I was going to say, Coach, you want to verify that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, the whole deal is, is just, is, is, is like guys for Willie. You know what I mean? Uh, Willie didn't get to play at the next level in college basketball, you know? Uh, certain circumstances. So we give those, we want to give those guys that didn't have the chance to do that, oh, here's another opportunity to give them more faith, give them more fire into them to try to, make something of themselves. And now, you know, Willie's, Willie's the type of guy that grinds every day to try to get at that next level, you know? So that's what it brings these, these kids here in El Paso. Like, oh, well, just because I didn't make college basketball doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You know what I mean? I, I'm still going to grind now. I'll just get back to, the, to my roots, just get back to the grind, and let's, let's go try to do something else with it, you know? So that's what's, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's meant for, for guys like him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right, right. Uh, do you guys, uh, you mentioned obviously you guys being a, a local team, I'm sure as far as recruiting and, and all that and drafting, uh, you guys get local talent, but do you guys also reach out outside of, uh, outside of the state, outside of the country for, uh, do you guys try to do that as well? Right. Um, in. So just from, just from uh, like I said, since COVID hit last year, this is only our second year doing it. So most of the guys are local talent. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, what fill, it's what's filled up the team so far. Mm -hmm. But we do have a couple guys that are from uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh, okay. We have a guy from Chicago. A um, couple guys last year from, from up north as well. So um, And just also recently, um, of last week, we got a player from uh, Mexico. Right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, Coach Aragon was, uh, was able to bring one of his uh, former pro players here to, to El Paso okay. to actually play with us because um, – uh, they had that's a, it's a weird COVID situation out there in the in the Mexican Pro League, so mm -hmm. he needs somewhere to play. So he's down here, really helping us out. Uh, so I mean, we're bringing talent that's actually already played pro, you know. So and they're here, they're trying to help us out. So and there's and, and we were in Phoenix as well. Uh, and there was guys talking to to our coaches and, and staff about, hey man, like I'll literally drive, you know, six hours if I have to to go play with you guys or. You know, I'll drive eight hours and, you know, I'll try to find somewhere to stay, but I need some, I need, I, I love the way you guys play. So, I mean, just getting that from people that aren't from here, you know, it's just a real blessing because it's, it shows like how, how serious we take this and how we're really trying to make this like the top tier team, you know, in the whole league. So, so uh, for a no to start, um, I want to read the, the standings right now because I love the names. North Alabama War Dogs are number one at 6-0, right. followed by the second place Las Vegas Royals, who are 5-0. Columbus Blackhawks on the year, they're so far 8-1 on the season. And Chicago is at 6-1. Uh, so we're talking about teams all, all across the country, right. which really opened my eyes to seeing just, you know, how big this uh, this league is really starting to get across the country and, you know, how much talent there are there is across, you know, America. And, you know, when you guys are talking about how you guys have started off the season so far, talk to me about some of the games that you guys have experienced, I mean, uh, and, and the style that you guys play. I, I would love to know, you know, a little bit about the, what, the challenges you all have faced so far and, you know, kind of looking ahead. Um, who you guys will be, you know, playing uh, in the coming weeks? Right. Um, so, there's a, in the ABA. There's actually over a hundred teams. Uh, I, I would say there's about around one, one ten, one fifteen. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of split it up just regions as well. Like kind of like how try the NBA tries to do it. You know, there's like a mid Atlantic region, a far west region, a southeastern region. 
So um, right now we're in the far west, which is I think we have around what maybe like 15, 20, 20, 20 teams. Wow. Yeah. Um, that shoots from here to you know New Mexico, Arizona, California, uh, up north in Oregon. Uh, so it's kind of just just basically this far west. Uh, as far as seeing talent wise, you know, just from last year actually playing in that UBL league, I, I it really opened my eyes just from seeing what semi-pro players do. You know, um, since our league is based out in Dallas. Um, seeing seeing all those players and how they play and just really taking it to the next level is just it's it's really an eye opener, especially for a lot of these guys who haven't seen it, who are new to seeing something like that, who didn't play college basketball, you know. So, but it's just it, it's just a an, a learning experience and, and and they learn from what they see, which is which is great, you know. Um, the style of play that that we're trying to do is 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 we're not a really big team we're, we're honestly a small team yeah, compared small to a ball. lot of the to to a lot of the other teams but you know what the system that we have right now man is just it's if if, if you guys were to see it, it's honestly really really shocking because I, you know i love the system that coach Aragon has brought uh for these guys since you know he's he's had that level of experience playing pro and coaching pro um these guys are nonstop, you know, trapping and pressure, defense run and, and gun type run and gun. Oh, okay. And yeah, so okay. it really, really can, like makes that offense think nonstop the whole game for four quarters, and that's really what gets these these teams is that they're either not well conditioned, right, or you know they, they start to panic because it's like they're just feeling that pressure for four quarters, you know. Um, I gotta appreciate the type of culture that. Uh, Coach Aragon has instilled, you yeah. know, uh, just, just defense from the start of the buzzer to the end of the buzzer, you know, just Non-stop. defense, defense, defense. Wow. And they, they've got, you guys have got to be in an amazing shape oh, to he's, be able he's, to yeah, he's got us in <laughs> press amazing the whole shape. time. So do you guys press? Is that, is that what we're talking? We're talking press, we're talking trap situations. Exactly. We're talking press, wow. you know, just make everything easier for us, you know, just get, uh, and also in the ABA, there's like this red light rule. Or if you get a steal, like on the on the your opponent's half of the court, you get a steal. Say a layup is going to be three points now. A three pointer is going to be four points now. Right. So if you, it's better for us as well. So they have some. The ABA yeah. has some weird rules, some man. Weird like rules. Yeah, when that red light is on, like but man, you it'll can turn, exploit them. Yeah, yeah, it'll turn three pointers into four pointers. Half court shots are, uh, I think, either four or five points. Yeah. Yeah. Five you points. Can I yeah. You can come yeah. back. You can come back in the game. Or you could really just blow a just team blow out. A team I, out. I know yeah. in Phoenix when that red light came on. Started pressing, got steals on steals on steals, and then we went on to eight well, eight and no run, and that ended up turning, you know, into a, they were up, they ended up going up by like 18, 20 points, just like this in a matter of like two three minutes. Two, three minutes. Yeah, that's so crazy. It, it was. So you guys get kind of fired up when you see the red light, oh, yeah. huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Once Not the red if you're down on, though. If you're down, yeah. that's uh, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks when you're on the other side of the red light. Yeah. Have you guys been on the other side? Yeah. Uh, not really. Oh man, <laughs> I like it. So how do you keep that? How do you keep it off the offensive side? I mean, because if you guys bring the heat, then other teams are all right. Okay, let's let's kick it up a notch and let's let's bring the heat defensively too. I mean, how do you guys combat that, Willie? I mean, I feel as if we're fast enough and just smart enough to make the right play okay. and the right pass. And, you know, uh, like I said, Coach Aragon has instilled a culture for us to just make the smart play, make the extra pass, you know? You have a really good guard – you have some really good guards on your team? Yes, we do. Uh, we do. Our Definitely. point guards. Definitely. For sure. Nice. Who are your point guards? Um, so they have, uh, uh, we have Jeffrey Long. Uh, he's played at Andres. He's uh, played at uh, Northern New Mexico. 
Cochise. Cochise. He's a really, really actually phenomenal player out of El Paso. He's had all these accolades here, all state, all district. Um, and then we had they have Daniel Hernandez. Uh, he played at. Yeah, he played out of Franklin. It's a baller. Yeah, yeah. And he's played Shout pro. Out Daniel. Yeah, he's played pro in Mexico as well, and he's on the team. So, um, and then who? Who else? Uh, also, Sergio. Oh, Sergio, Sergio Marufo. Marufo. Uh, played at Bowie um, High School. He's, he's same thing with him. All all region, all district. So we, I, we, I mean, these guys, these guys are the guys that in high school were just killing the game. You know what Ballers. I mean in El Paso. So now that they're on the team together, just. It's just dangerous, man. It's, it's dangerous. It's so true. You guys are opening my eyes because, I mean, Armando, you deal with these guys, these people too, on a on a different level at the high school level, where people are coming in here to physical and they're they're uh, you know atop the best players in El Paso, atop the best uh, as far as competition. They play at the, the highest competition at the high school level, but you know sometimes we don't hear from what what they do after. Uh, the high school level or maybe they do some college and then they, it just doesn't work out for whatever reason but this is such a great you know alternative for them because they're able to do what they need to do you know outside of basketball but then still take it as seriously as it is uh, because it's at the professional level right I, I think it I, I hate to compare it to to football but I think the the bigger the the professional sports get you know NFL and the NBA the larger the bigger the the smaller uh, leagues will get. You know, you, you look at first it was the NFL and then it was the CFL and I know Mexico also has a football league and now of course it's the XFL who, which is starting to grow. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sure we're gonna start to see more and more growth with basketball going from the NBA and like you're saying with your leagues and it's right. just gonna lead to more opportunities for high school and college athletes to go into those if that's, if they really wanna pursue playing at a at another level and just keep keep going from there. So I, I think that's that, that's that's a perfect opportunity for for all athletes. Yeah, that's what I've been really enjoying about you know just watching how you guys have grown in, in the past and you know Marcus going back to going you know going back to some of the level of competition and people that you guys run into. Um, also you know going back to what we were talking about about the guards. Can you round out the starters for you guys and, and just kind of give us some of because because that's really interesting. Just the you know the, the players that you mentioned right there. Right. Uh, so for the ABA team, uh, Coach Jesus doesn't necessarily always keep the same starters. Yeah. He tries okay. to keep it fresh, um, especially guys, like I said, recently guys have had some injuries, so he's had to switch it up a lot. But I would say his, his starters that are usually there would be um, Daniel Hernandez, mm -hmm. um, Jeffrey Long, and then uh, TJ Stooks, which is he's our only big man. Uh, the dude's like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, uh, he's actually the husband of our owner, um, Samantha Stooks. Uh, but he's he's played uh, in the Harlem Wizards. You know he's not he's he's actually from up north. He's from New York, so uh, he transitioned from the Harlem Wizards. Now he's playing with us. Um, three and then now now Brian's into that starting lineup from uh, from Mexico. The the player that he brought from Mexico. And I would say that fifth player would be um, who would that fifth player be? Other. Uh, maybe. Oh Atlanta. yeah, Anthony Robinson. Robinson. Uh, he's actually from Atlanta, Georgia. He was on the team last year. Yeah, I, yeah, I met you, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So he's usually on that starting lineup as well. So I mean, it's really guard heavy, and obviously one six eight man guy. But uh, that guard heavy team, man, is just like I said, it's just real dangerous. I don't, I don't even know what else to say. The guys have talent. That's so. awesome. How often do you guys practice a week? Uh, we go usually Tuesdays, Fridays, and then the weekends. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. As much as we can, yeah. It's about four days, four about days four out of the week. Nice. Yeah. What is the, how, what are the challenges that you guys face with the COVID-19 closures and things like that? Because, uh, you know, even just talking at the UTEP level, I was talking to some of the coaches and players, and just getting shot ups over last summer. And people don't understand who don't play the sport of basketball, how important it is to get shots up every single week. Right. If you're really you know, taking it serious, you have to be in the gym right. working on your craft. Yeah, man. So, like we talked kind of before the, before the air, um, we have this situation where the ABA has provided us with with uh, COVID testers. So we get to get tested. The whole organization, staff, coaches, players, gets to get tested every every Monday, right? And if we have a game, which we just like we did just uh, this past Sunday, uh, they come in before uh, our our owners and, and president ask us to come in about an hour and a half before the game starts. Uh, all the players get tested, right? If, you, if everyone's negative, we go in, everything's fine, start getting up shots, warming up. Then the fans start to come in after the players and then they get tested as well. And then, yeah, it's just, it's just awesome, man. Is it rapid man. testing? Yeah, rapid yeah, testing, the, man. The rapid they're, they're, nasal tests. Yeah, so they'll tell, you, they'll tell you if you have it within, you know, 10, five to ten minutes honestly so they just put everybody on the side yeah. they just say all right everybody go on the side with, yeah. you, with your mask yeah. everybody get tested yeah so right at the entrance everyone boom get tested if you're negative obviously you would have to leave the gym i mean if you're positive you'd have to leave the gym i just want to go watch you guys to get a covid test. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so it's been it's been real, it's a real blessing to have that because we like i said it's it's really kept the guys out of out of just being inactive you know since we we really do get tested every week and right now we've been Perfect so far. Perfect, yeah. Perfect so far. Don't drink so. nothing, but yeah. yeah. Don't yeah, drink nothing, but yeah, we've yeah. been perfect so far, man. So that's what's been keeping the ball rolling is those rapid, rapid COVID tests, which has been a real blessing for us. I mean, come on. We, we, we need to have a uh, here. <laughs> we need to have this at high schools. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. come on, man. Exactly. This yeah. this doesn't seem that hard. This really yeah. doesn't seem that hard. Yeah, yeah. It, it's what pairing up with a testing center or testing right. facility. Yeah, just a, yeah. just a, one of the labs and just yeah. Have to really pair up easy. somehow. I mean, I'm pretty sure these these top notch dogs at UTEP and these school dishes can can do it, man. It's just about actually doing it. So yeah, I mean, even at other levels, locomotive yeah, Chihuahuas yeah. is yeah, exactly. right around the corner. I mean, exactly. this would be great for fans to do. I mean, I think that's where maybe sports with fans is headed to this year. Um, you know, if everything goes right, if testing becomes way, uh, you know, even more accessible, especially cost effective uh, for people like that. I think that would be great right there. But you know, um, going into some of the other game day protocols and and with COVID nineteen, having fans in attendance what does that do for you guys and just kind of having them uh be there to support you all no um as of right now we just kind of just have like close family members as fans so i mean just to have their support and kind of just have them rally behind us as we're playing you know just an extra boost oh that's awesome nice. have yeah. you guys hosted a game here uh, yeah. yes this past uh sunday okay did, yes. who'd you guys play uh, we played the lp woods i believe nice that's yeah. great so, th so then that means this weekend you guys play the Las Cruces All-Stars, right? right? Right, right. Okay, so how does that game look for you guys? Give us a preview of it. Um, supposedly they're, they're better than this last team, so I mean, we're, we're gonna just prepare the guy. We've been pre preparing the guys this week. Uh, my team has practice today. They just had finished practice yesterday. So, because uh, we're gonna actually play them right before them. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a little double header. Um, yeah, man, uh, just keep preparing for the, for the next opponent. And uh, same thing, like, like I said, um, 
it, we don't really announce the game because of because of this whole COVID situation. But we do tell people like our closest, you know, friends, family, and then there's always a live link, a uh, live stream available. Live stream link as well. Uh, nice. So, um, like, I think I think like, the capacity is like what fifty or a hundred. I believe, yeah. It's around there, like around 50 there. or 100. Yep. Uh, something small, you know, but I, I mean, at least it's something just for the guys to feel like, okay, like, people are here to watch us, so let's let's turn it up a notch, you know what I mean? So, I think it's it's, it's been good for them, man, and hopefully that we could keep this going, especially with that limited fans, and then hopefully soon we'll just open up the doors to everybody, you know? Hopefully soon. Yeah, hopefully yeah. soon. Yeah, that's right. Do you guys work with uh, any younger athletes? Do you guys plan to in the future perhaps have some kind of uh, like camps, much like some of the colleges do for youth developmental and then you know, working on, on skills related? Yeah, man, definitely. We've, we, we were doing that a little bit last year as well. But like I said, just this whole COVID situation just really, really messed everything up, right? right, right. So... Uh, but this year, we, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to do those this year because, of, because everything's not really back to normal. But we do have plans. I mean, we've had plans. I think um, our owner just finished up a, 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 a skills camp for, for the youth. And it, it, got, actually got, it actually got really good um, outcome out of it. Okay. Uh, some of the pro guys came and helped out. So it was like really, oh, really cool for the kids, you know. So it was really awesome, Some, something like that. We, we really want to do, uh, we do a community event actually every month. Okay. Um, we, what, we, what did we do last, last month? We did a... Uh, uh, we did the, the, the like, the, the Gobble Kids. Oh, yeah, we did Gobble, gobble Kids. kids for, and then uh, we also gave the Amanecer Center um, food boxes to mm -hmm. give away to the less, the, mm -hmm. the less fortunate families for Christmas and yeah. stuff like that. We That's do awesome. food. Uh, we awesome. do blanket drives for blanket drives for the well. for uh, the, uh, the animal pet center. Um, we've gone to the hospitals. You know, giving uh, like Christmas baskets for for the the, the patients in ICU. Yeah. That you know stuff like that. Just like I said, we're just we're always trying to give back to the community the most. You know, not only not only just to get our name out, but just really give back and and give those that are in need in in, in times like like this. You know, so. I think that's what's that's what's good about doing those community events. Have you did you guys uh, experience playing without fans uh, this this past year or you know last year? Did you guys do that at any time? Um, no. I believe well, just our scrimmage. Yeah, we, uh, we had a scrimmage between uh, between each other that that um, that we didn't have any fans. Yeah. Um, just kind of just see you know just like a little warm up game for the guys because I mean we've been practicing for for. A good amount of time now that that's that's kind of been just behind the shadows you know but so the guys were kind of getting like oh like when are we gonna play you know just all this practicing and no game so we're like all right we'll just we'll scrimmage each other so we got that going and then now you know just kicking off with these teams and then seasons up up and coming so we're just giving these guys a, a better drive and, and more uh, motivation to to want to practice now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, the reason I asked that is because I, I was, I mean, I've covered the UTEP games without fans, and it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like a scrimmage. It really right. does because you, it doesn't have the, even if you have 50, 100 fans, no matter what it is, close family members, it's just people there watching you. Right. It feels right. weird, but yeah. if you're, when you're an athlete, you're so used to doing that all the time. You're, even if you're at whatever, you could be at the YMCA level or, you know, at the, at the pro level, you, you look to see your fans in attendance. And that's kind of a sense of normalcy right there. But just kind of like, you know, hearing all the coaches, hearing all the players, it's so weird just yeah. without fans. But I'm sure that, you know, for you guys having them there is, is just that added bonus in a really big way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's helped a lot, man. It's helped a lot. So, 
Yeah, well, definitely. Well, um, you know, as we look toward uh, as we look toward the you know the Las Cruces game and kind of look further beyond into the season, what's the next uh, road trip that you guys have? Um, you know, coming up after this, uh, I believe we're going we're going to go off to LA in February, and then as soon as we get back, so we're going to be gone for about a week, and then as soon as we come back, we're going to be back for a day, and then boom, back again on the road back to Las Vegas. Just play a couple, a couple games over there. Yeah, you guys uh, bus out over there. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it just as a we have a whole team. Like, That's pretty cool out. that you guys build the camaraderie right there. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of going. It's it kind of feels like uh, like travel ball, or like AAU, or even just kind of like the high school level where you're traveling with all your friends. Yeah, you know? it does. Yeah, it does, yeah. man. But um, with, as far as my team, my team doesn't start our season till late February. So, and that's when we'll be heading out to Dallas for that. Um, so oh, it's kind of it's kind of cool, man. Like one team's going Vegas, another team's going Dallas. So we're just traveling. We're just traveling everywhere. So it's pretty it's pretty awesome. What what do you guys practice here in here in El Paso? What's uh, we practice at Skyline Optimus Gym. It's in the it's in the northeast. northeast. Yeah, northeast. So same place you host games. Yes. Okay. Same same place. Same, same place. place. Nice. Okay. Maybe they can practice with UTEC. That's right. That's what right, I'm saying. People right. Right. <laughs> some new competition. That's right. Well, uh, since we always talk some some stuff outside of just the normal basketball ranks, what do you guys think of the NBA season so far? It just kicked off, and uh, you know, you and I talked NBA last time, Marcus. Right. I always got to get your NBA takes, man. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, right now it's kind of crazy because I mean, I think they were thinking of postponing the season, right? Because of all these uh, seven, eight days. Yeah, the COVID protocols of people being out. Some teams have like six players active. I mean, it's pretty crazy, man. But um, yeah, I mean, the season season's taken off, and with all these new, like Kevin Durant on the on the Nets going crazy, you know, uh, Harden not liking it with the Rockets. Drama. He just had a press conference yesterday about how he, he doesn't think it'll be fixed. He kind of wants – he basically said he wants out of Houston. You know yeah. what I mean? He's not so, happy. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's 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 insane, but – Who who are you a fan of? Yeah. I'm a Heat fan. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Heat fan. I mean, yesterday's game, we, we barely had, like, seven active players, too. I mean, Tyler Hero went off for, like, 30-something points. I got him but, on fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> he got, like, 30-something points. So, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. What about you, Willie? Who's your team? Uh, I go for the Warriors, you know. Warriors? Yeah. Man, yeah. so diverse. I like it. <laughs> Heat and Warriors. Yeah. What Steph's done this year has been a lot of fun to oh, watch. Yeah. He heard everybody start talking, man. He had to just go back <laughs> to his roots, you know, show everybody what's up, why he's one of the best shooters. They're like my favorite league pass team to watch because, you know, like some some nights, all right, you know, they're getting blown out. But some nights, they kick it in the to the fifth gear, you know, in that fourth quarter. Right, exactly. Especially when they all get on, they start cleaning and start hitting threes like left and right. Yeah, it's crazy. Warriors, yeah. Warriors or something. It crushed me to find out that Clay Thompson was out for the season, man. It crushed me. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, I was, you know, I always wanted to ask you this, Armando, but when you tear your ACL, and this happens so common with basketball players, it's so easy to injure or injure the other leg, right? I mean, because you kind of favor the... Yes. Uh, gosh, I don't remember the actual percentage of, uh, of the likeliness that you will... It's not the leg that you tore the the ACL, but it's the opposite leg because, like you said, there are some. Depending on on the rehab that they that they go through, they do end up preferring the opposite leg, and that leads to them possibly tearing them. And I, and I, and I have seen it with 
Basketball, I've seen it with volleyball, and I've seen it with soccer. They actually have next door a soccer player who she's only in eighth grade, and she's torn both ACLs. And it's just, I mean, eighth grader, gosh, going, going into going to her uh, high school. So you, you do see that quite a bit uh, with, with basketball players. So the, the emphasis uh, a lot of times has to be not only the, the plyometric work that they do, but the hamstring work, uh, which a lot of times may not uh, – be put into place for for some of the athletes and has to be in place for with the rehab and then even going past that make sure that the hamstring protects that uh, uh the, the knee and the acl so it can stay stable so but yeah I, I do see it i do see it a lot and and it just it happens you know um you guys have been okay with acls Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, um, good. Fortunately, one thing that I've yeah. noticed is is like I said, having Coach Jesus um, here, he really emphasizes that type of stuff because, like I said, he's been experienced at that level where he's seen it, seen it all, done it all type thing, you know. So these guys, he literally takes his time, and like I said, I'm, I'm grateful to learn from him because he really takes his time on on the way he plans his practices and how he phases them out throughout the year. Um, so I had a talk with him the other day, and he was saying how he phases things out on. You know how important stretching is. You know when I, I mean when I was in high school and college, you know I'd stretch for you know what ten minutes maybe five minutes and I'll be good to go. Um, now obviously it's not really like that. You know like like I said, you really start to see how injuries happen when you don't stretch properly and you don't stretch well. Um, I mean in the beginning of practice he makes these guys stretch for like 15, 20 minutes just off that. You know with the rubber bands. Right. Um, but even that he wants to stretching way before that. Yeah, way before, before that before too as well. Um, he splits his practices up into, you know, like sometimes um, if, if they, the, the guys had like a, like I said, a game this past weekend, right? Uh, they would go in to, to really get like foot mobility going and try, and try to work on their, their ankles to try to, to strengthen them because like he'll notice it in the game, like, oh, like their, their ankle strength is, is, is off right now or something like that, you know? So he'll, he'll phase it out like, okay, this, this, this is explosiveness part of the season and now I'm gonna focus on their speed and then now I'm gonna focus on their um, agility. Like it's just, it's all, it's all split really, really well and it's going well for the guys. Like a lot, you know, injuries happen, but uh, for, unfortunately, we have um, um, Mario there uh, that he's he helps the guys out. He, he um, he's kind of our uh, how do you say like our trainer, our trainer. yeah, trainer? like our trainer, right? Keeps um, him really healthy. Yeah, keeps him healthy. You know, he he puts uh, gives the guys stem whatever they need. Uh, what else does he give you guys? Acupuncture, acupuncture, um, stuff like that, man. So he's way he's just there at practices whenever something happens. Boom, you go go back into the locker room with them and, and get it get it checked out. Uh, we had a guy actually uh, tore part of his ligament on his calf, so he um, he's out for like three weeks. But uh, he actually played through it in Phoenix, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I said, uh, just just noticing those those injury part that come with the game, but being prepared for it and, and trying to, I guess, lessen the uh, the percentages of, of happening with the guys, just practicing the, the the right way, you know, just splitting it up the right way. So. That's something that I've learned really well. As as more information gets gets put out, you know, you see and you see with the professional athletes, how many athletes have now said that they actually have a whole team of uh, physical therapists that yes. you know they, they who, I can't remember uh, the, the name of that that athlete who said he spent you know pe- spent a million dollars. LeBron. 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 <laughs> was, no, was, was LeBron? I, I know it was LeBron. Everybody LeBron, looks at LeBron. LeBron to yeah, do it. I, I yeah. know it was someone else. And then that, Conor McGregor said that, it as well. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, same thing. They spend a million dollars on this this whole team for nutrition, for 
uh, for physical therapy and just so that they can keep performing better, you know, because you, you do tell the athletes to, to stretch and stretch and stretch, but a lot of times what I've found is that they actually don't know what to stretch. Yeah. You know, and they, they get told that all the time in, in middle school and high school, well, you need to stretch, you need to stretch. It's like, well, coach, I'm only a middle school athlete. I'm a high school athlete. I, they don't know anything. So it's yeah. what, what, what do they need to stretch? It's like you, you need to give them that guidance from whether that's an athletic trainer or physical therapist, uh, whoever it might be. They need, they need to give them that guidance of which stretches to do so that they can do it themselves. And one, once they once they know, they'll do it. And, and that's one of the things that I found. But with, like, like I was saying, going back to the professional, uh, you see those athletes that are just getting that whole team and, and it's bringing more exposure to that where other teams, other coaches pay more attention to that. And it's no, no longer the... Uh, uh, What's, what's, what's the phrase is, uh, you know, no pain, no gain, or if, if you're, if you just keep pushing through it, keep going, you know, back in my day, we did it like this. And it's just, it's not a, it's not a very smart or efficient way uh, of practicing. You know, there's, there's so much more information that, that's come out that we can continue to move forward to develop the athletes and prevent those, uh, try to prevent those injuries as much as, as much as we can with basketball being, you know, such a, not like football, such a, uh, contact you know it's, it's not as aggressive but it's still aggressive when you jump when you make those those cuts you still see some injuries you know just because of the uh, the contact with the athletes but there are some injuries that you do try to to prevent as much as you can you know with uh it's it's funny to say that it's funny you you say all that stuff because the first thing that came to mind is a lot yeah it's true a lot of old heads are like oh you know you don't have to do that or stuff like and and it's kind of like yeah but your athletic lifespan and everybody around you was way shorter than look the the generation now i mean lebron is bet number one player in the world right now and he's 36 years old and you know you look at all across the nba guys have their own team doctors Kawhi negotiated it in his contract to have his entire medical staff inside the clippers facility i mean kevin durant doesn't trust any medical staff members except for his own same with guys like Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, or, you know, those who have really, I mean, you know, guys who really uh, dedicate themselves to their craft because they understand what, what really, uh, you know, what their injuries have done to them in the past and how they never want to experience that again. I think that's just the way that athletes nowadays kind of carry themselves and prioritize their own health is like, it's, it's beyond all measures. And I, I really credit a lot of it to LeBron for kind of uh, emphasizing it and being kind of the first one to throw in his own money to you know focus on his own health it's it's so interesting yeah it really is oh, yeah it is especially especially uh and as it's it was good that he did that you know i actually came out and said okay this is how much i spent on like this is how it's how important it is to keep keep at keep at the top you know what i mean so i think everyone saw that all the kids athletes high school i was just like damn like let me start taking this side serious because it is important you know some especially high school guys you know i was one time in high school and thought okay like I could just play and that's it, go back home, eat some chicken, fried chicken, and what, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock, and I'll be good the next morning at practice, and, and then you, you won't notice it, but like you'll feel a little bit sluggish, you're a little bit off, you know, you're not going full speed because of, and it's all because of that, you know, the, the, the nutrition and how you take care of your body, and so I think, I think the, the more athletes know about it, and especially in high school, the more they'll be able to protect themselves, and and really elevate their game as well, you know, to, to try to make it to that next level. But can I ask, what are the ranges for? And this will this will lead into into my, my next question. What what are the age ranges for your team right now? Uh, more, just more like? eighteen and eighteen and up. Eighteen I mean, and up. What, yeah. What's your who's your oldest? Uh, uh, our oldest would TJ, be huh? TJ. 
TJ's like what? 30s? 30s. He's like in his mid 30s. Mid 30s. So one of the things that you know, you, you've seen this and, and it's just, everyone knows this, that when you're young, you don't pay attention to a lot of those things because either one, you feel invincible or two, no matter what you do, a lot of times you, you feel great, right? Whether you get very little sleep, you have a horrible diet, but as, as you get older, you know, I'm sure that guy, your, your, uh, your player who's in his thirties, I'm sure his warm up routine and the things that he does outside from his practice looks very different from what some of your younger athletes that are 18, he probably gets there. 15, 20, 30 minutes before everyone else maybe to, to warm up where he'll take a little bit longer. Maybe he's got his own routine going because he knows that's what works for him. And while the other guys are, you know, maybe doing something, but not as uh, going into detail as, as like he is. Right. No. Yeah, no. definitely. Yeah, did TJ, TJ, uh, he's TJ's a funny guy, man. Funny he, guy, man. he really does take, uh, take his time as far as stretching and he would even like pulling out like oh man my back hurt today coach or something like that you know? <laughs> something, no. something like that yeah, but, uh, yeah. old, old man tj yeah <laughs> old man tj <laughs> no man but yeah he takes his time and um especially like he'll, he'll stretch after practice during practice you know even before practice sometimes like yeah he, he'll have to take his time like during practice like all right coach like i need to come to the side and stretch and i need to stretch this out a little bit and, and, I'm, and i'll be good to go but um, yeah, man, it's, it's, you could you could tell the difference between between athletes that are, you know, the younger side like Willie and then you know TJ side. So it's pretty crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. One one thing that uh, I think doesn't get said enough as far as you don't see concussions a whole lot with uh, with basketball here and there. Maybe you you might you see it, but an elbow here. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things when when it comes to uh, trying to prevent injuries and and that it's related to concussions. One things that one of the things that we found, and this is some some of the information that I've received from uh, some of the physical therapists, is usually someone that suffered a concussion, especially a really bad one. It can, that can actually increase the uh, likelihood that you'll suffer a musculoskeletal injury because it it affects your depth perception. So if you're going to plant your foot, you, if you see the line, you know two, three feet away from you and you say, I'm going to plant right there, well, the line might actually be a little bit closer. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're driving on the, on the, on the mirror, on, on the mirror it says, you know, objects are closer than they type of thing. Um, it actually, they might lose a little bit of depth perception when it comes to that. So it might lead to whether it's an ankle sprain, um, they plan incorrectly, something like that. And wow. that can actually lead to, lead no, to that's crazy. Death, that's... So. and for, for football, obviously, you know, that's, that's a big one since they get so much, uh, so much contact and uh, the risk of, 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 of a concussion is much higher there, but I'm sure with basketball, either way, I mean, getting pushed around and mm-hmm. you see some guys that do jump and then they fall and you see them from all the way down there just yeah. know, dropping. Mm-hmm. So um, that is one thing that I found as far as injuries as well with, well, uh, with athletes. That's crazy. Funny you say that. So one of the guys on my team, uh, He's a really, really loud guy. He's one of those guys who's like that guy in practice that's <laughs> always yelling, talking with his teammates, you know, being that loud guy that we need, that captain, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the practices, he was getting so amped up and he was yelling just crazy for like 20 minutes straight, right? And I guess because I don't know what happened exactly, but I was so in, obviously focusing on the, on the practice that... You know, we stepped off to the side, and I guess because he was yelling so much, I don't know what happened. I guess his blood just was all, like, <laughs> going crazy in his brain or something. And, like, he tried to sit down, and we have this little board, like, I guess, like, our scoreboard. And he tried sitting down, I guess he felt dizzy, and, like, he just, like, all of a sudden, just boom, and he just pat like, he just, like, fell. Like, his whole body just gave out, and he fell, and he started bleeding from his head. 
And we're like, bro, what, what the heck? heck? Like, yeah, he hit his head on this corner. Yeah, he just hit, he hit the head on the corner, started bleeding him. Like, what? I'm like, how did that even happen? He's like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like I just was blacking out, and then I just. Next thing I remember, I get up and I'm and I'm bleeding from my head. I'm like, yeah, it's all that yelling you were doing. Like, <laughs> you couldn't even breathe, especially not, and then. Then you guys are running up Separate and down an the floor. Aneurysm right there. <laughs> you guys are you guys are running up and down the floor, and you're like nonstop yelling, man. Like, calm down a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. He had to get tested out for for a concussion. Ended up he ended up being good, but yeah. wow! But yeah, oh my just, gosh! Just, just thinking of that, that made me think of that, <laughs> that, that moment. I was like, dang. What's the guy's name? His name's uh, J- Joshua Williams. Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's another guy that's uh. He's an old head. Too. Yeah, he's an old head as well. He's kind of like in his mid early thirties. Nice. Cool guy, man. Cool guy. Really good basketball player. He's not from here either. So, um, he's from the south. So he's from Alabama, I believe. Nice. But, yeah. So, but he's he's. He's a good player. <laughs> well, I'm excited for the city to come out and watch you guys once they're totally able to do so because I feel like once the city realizes what they really have here uh, with you guys and you know what you guys are really bringing to the city, I think they're going to rally in a really big way. I think you guys are going to develop a cult following um, more so than you already have one right now because I'm sure your fan base is there. It's just going to only grow and increase, which I'm really excited for. And I'm also just uh, really hyped for you guys in the future. I mean, it's, you're off to a great start, fifth ranked team in the ABA so far. Uh, UBL season coming up right around the corner for the Desert Storm. Uh, but the Desert Cats off to a great start so far with Willie and and uh, and you, Marcus. And and so excited for you guys and what's to come ahead. But you know, for now, fans or people who are interested interested in learning more about you guys what are the, what's the best way for them to be involved i mean uh social media the best way to kind of be involved you know, with you guys uh we have our social media pages we have a facebook we have a so uh, we have a twitter and then we also have an instagram and then also we uh, we have our own website okay so you can find all of our most of our live streams there like of the games that we've recently played or just other um event informations that are up and coming you know um so yeah, you can best find us out on Instagram at uh, South uh, SW Desert Hoops, and then uh, Twitter, Twitter the same thing, and then Facebook. You type in Southwest Desert Hoops as well, and you'll be able to find us there. Um, but yeah, like 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 I like said earlier, man, just just fifth fifth ranked in the nation right now. We're just trying to keep it rolling, keep the ball rolling. We didn't talk about the girls' side of things. Oh, really we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Um, so we have tryouts for for any. Uh, you know, local uh, women basketball athletes that uh, high school athletes that, that weren't able to do anything uh, past past it or are still willing to play at the next level. Uh, the tryouts on the 23rd, um, 23rd and 24th of this month, uh, 23rd and 24th in this month, we'll have tryouts at Skyline Gym. And then I believe there's a pre-registration for $30. Right. Got um, it. Okay. Uh, you'll be able to find that information on, on our socials uh, about, about the tryout. Um, so yeah, man, we'll, 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 we're gonna try to kick that girls off team. They have a couple couple girls right now that are they're they're really talented. Uh, it's just about filling up the roster, honestly. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, any girls that would be that would be willing to go to go out to that child and, and fill up that roster, they're, they're in great hands. Man, three teams, I love it. Yeah. You guys are you guys are on the horizon for three teams. That's awesome. That's so good to know. So what are other ways? Okay, so you talked about Instagram, Twitter, um, and then the live stream. Those are big. So give me the day, time of the next game, which is January 17th, if I'm not correct, against the Los All-Stars? It is this weekend. Uh Uh, This weekend, uh, Sunday, uh, uh, the UBL team plays at 3, and then the ABA team plays at 7. So we've actually partnered with the FSEN Network. 
Uh, so they come in with their with their whole cameras and and uh, and everything, and they stream our game uh, live. So and then we do the whole deal, the post game interviews and you know halftime uh, interviews, stuff like that, man. So. Um, You'll be able to find that on either our Facebook or, or like I said, on socials. You'll be able to, you'll find that 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 link definitely uh, up this upcoming week. Um, she'll probably release it maybe, maybe in the, within two days. Yeah. Nice. Well, I appreciate you guys coming by. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we gotta do this again. Um, so now that now that you guys are here, we gotta bring you back on and. Gosh, I wish you guys both the best of luck. Willie, good luck to you as a player. And Marcus, as you continue as a coach, good luck to you. Appreciate it, man. We thank you guys for having us. And Armando, it's, it's an episode two in the books, man. This was an awesome one. I, I, I keep looking back to all the, uh, all the guests that, uh, that we've had, and I feel like if we bring everyone, we're just going to do it like a Last Supper type of thing, <laughs> giant table. <laughs> and just, all right, let's go. Let's just talk about sports. <laughs> That's man. right. Yeah. Talk about sports. Athletes from all backgrounds. Yeah, we'll, I love uh, it. Uh, Josh can have his own chair, uh, his own uh, table. Though. <laughs> yeah, we brought, a, we brought a strong man a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. He's, really? I mean, he's huge. He would take up his table. And he would pick us all up on this table. 450 pounds? Oh, damn. No yeah. 636, yeah. 6, 6, 4, 450 pounds. Yeah, he's ready for the strong man. Maybe you guys can recruit him, play some hoops after he finishes. <laughs> He'll be yeah. a big man. Just big man. Just yeah. A brick wall. I, there's big man, and then you guys have to make a category for him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. He'd have to get his own bus. But anyways, thank you guys so much again. Uh, this is episode two of the Physical Athletics Podcast of season two. Like, subscribe, rate, review, and find us wherever you find your podcasts. Until next time, for Armando Aguilar, I'm Adrian Brada saying so long, and thank you for listening.